Joining me now as we take a look at the equity space is Viv Governor from Rand Swiss Offshore. Thanks so much for your time, Viv. Every time I looked at the JSC today, it was a different color than the last time I saw it. Very, very volatile trading session today. I didn't even know what we would see on the screen uh, as the show started. Mm. So this kind of volatility, I mean, is this the kind of movement that we can expect at least until the next big catalyst? And with that, what are the big catalysts that, that you're focusing on right now? Um, yeah, I mean, look, it was either side of positive or negative for most of the day, but the moves weren't, I think, as as large in magnitude as we've seen in the last couple of you know, weeks here. We've seen two plus percent moves in single days in this market, you know, often, you know, one direction one day and another direction the other. Uh, the big yeah. catalyst, I think, is going to be the U.S. inflation number, the next CPI number, as well as the U.S. Uh, rate decision. I think that's going to be the key number uh, out there. And uh, because of the U.S., the world's reserve currency, whatever they do, we're going to have to have some kind of you know, recognition of that when we choose our own great decision and so of the rest of the world as well. I think that's the next key levels for the rest of the year. Yeah. Where does that U.S. inflation number, was it before the meeting? Yeah, it's a couple of days before the meeting. So uh, uh, I think that's just uh, like next week, I believe. I'm not yeah. so sure, but uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be released soon. Yeah, okay. Excuse me, because I've, I've also been off for quite a while. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> just coming back into the swing of things. <laughs> Um, let's check in yeah. on the SA GDP numbers that came out today. A third quarter GDP surprising to the upside uh, year on year, 4.1% growth and quarter on quarter, 1.6% growth. What did you take out of those numbers? Well, you know, you, you don't want to take a single number as an indicator of reality, especially, yeah. you know, these three numbers that have like these uh, marginal errors and our surveys and whatnot. But things, it's the second number we've had that's been a surprise about the third quarter. Uh, we've had the employment number better than expected, and now we have uh, GDP now better than expected. And I was not expecting this at all, yeah. uh, you know, because we had that you know, load shedding, we had very high oil prices, uh, we had, like, you know, it was a pretty tough period. Uh, but yet there may be some resilience in the African economy that we basically do not see quite clearly. And the fact that, you know, even through this very tough time, it managed to grow a little bit, uh, I think it's a big positive. Yeah. And just on that, because I saw actually that the SA retailers on the JSC were quite robust. Um, I think the ones that I last saw with big moves were Chewards and ShopRite. Could that have anything to do with the GDP numbers? I think it does. I mean, also saw positivity in the financial sector as well, which is also uh, you know, one of the areas of uh, green in the market. Uh, so, yeah, I do think that the fact that we are seeing some like positive return, but also recall, I mean, when we had the uh, the first explosion of the Fala Fala news here uh, last week, uh, it was the it was the financial sector, it was the economy-driven stocks that punished the most. And yeah. I think that's made us also a certain like, rebound from that uh, effect as well. Yeah, indeed. We are seeing uh, quite a different uh, movement than we did see last week when uh, that started to blow up. But seeing that investors seem to be more calm about the political situation right now in South Africa. Viv, uh, I know that you are an oil bull and uh, there have been quite a few developments on the oil front. Uh, over the weekend, OPEC had their meeting and they decided to keep their output unchanged. And then you also have the implementation um, that was yesterday of the price cap, the G7 price cap on Russian oil. What do you make of those developments in the oil market? Does that change your outlook for oil um, in any way? No, I'm still pretty positive on the oil market. Uh, I mean, we had a surprise the last little while because of the lockdowns in China that were taking you know, the world's second largest economy, some of that demand off the, uh, off the thing. Uh, but I think the Chinese now are basically you know, walking back some of those global restrictions. There was some stuff on, 
on, on, on the Chinese you know, internet about uh, basically some of the uh, the tests that they are doing being reduced. Uh, you know, some places you can walk in now without having a test, which is obviously a, a big positive. So I, I think that was be one thing to help. The second thing is that the Biden administration has come out and said that they're going to be spying oil uh, reasonably close to where we are right now, you know, the $5, $10 fall from here, and they're going to step in the market and start replenishing those uh, strict petroleum reserves. That kind of uh, provides a, a, a kind of uh, a bottom to the market. And finally, apparently, there's a bit of a cold front hitting Europe, so energy like demand there is probably going to be high. Uh, so let's just see how that translates to the petroleum market. But I think it's probably going to be another positive factor there as well. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of talk that even this price cap might not really have much of an impact um, in bringing down also oil prices uh, because you are seeing uh, India and China saying that they will still be buying oil on that front. Marion Roberts, uh, today, of course, we had that big slump in the share price yesterday after we found out that the deal uh, for Clough fell through. Um, and today I actually took a look and it's still down quite significantly, about 10% on the day. It just can't catch a break, can it? No, it can't. And I've been saying this for years, but, you know, when it comes to the, the construction sector, it's special, something different. We should be protecting the construction sector like we protect the agricultural sector because we can't afford to have this entirely outsourced. And the government has not been, I think, very uh, clever about trying to protect it here. Uh, you know, we've had, of course, the aftermath of the 2010 World Cup where there was all that antitrust stuff happening. Uh, that was when the, the sector looked very powerful, very strong. Right now, it looks a lot weaker. It looks a lot more, you know, feels uh, in need of a bit of help. And if we aren't careful, what's going to happen is we're going to lose the sector. We're going to lose these this expertise. And you can't really build back this expertise. You know, it's not a case where you go to university, come out an engineer, and you can build a building. You have to have an apprenticeship. And we will lose that if that's something that's not done. Uh, Marion Roberts is down dramatically again today, like you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, we're talking 2,500 workers apparently affected by this uh, subsidy in Australia. $8 billion worth of uh, you know uh, projects that are in danger as well. Some of them key for certain industries, uh, certain companies, you know, uh, et cetera. So I think that uh, you know something has to be done here. Uh, the yeah. students apparently are stepping in to try and protect their workers, but let us see if South Africa can do something about it as well. Yeah, and it's quite tragic, Viv, because you look at a company like Marion Roberts that was basically trying to get away from the South African market that is challenged and decided to rejig their strategy to go outside, but then they also have these challenges that they faced with outside. So quite a tragic story there. Uh, something that isn't yeah. tragic, uh, what is your stock pick for today? Oh, well, it was tragic, and but as, uh, luckily, since I've been picking it, it's been more you know, happy. It's better. <laughs> I'm still very positive on the company. Uh, I picked it you know, in the 90s when it uh, had the results that fell dramatically on that day. And I still think this is one of those few companies in the world that all it requires is Mark Zuckerberg to be slightly rational about what spending wants to do. And there's still plenty of you know, value in that company to run from here. So I'm still holding on to my meta pick at the moment. Uh, all right. Well, thank you very much for your time and your insights today, Viv. That was Viv Gavinder from Rancis Offshore.